everyone. Welcome to Flameside, the podcast where we meet and interview the people who make Center College home. I'm Adriana. And I'm Lauren. And we are thrilled to be back for another episode of the podcast. Uh, Lauren, we made it through this year's admission cycle. May 1st came and went. How are you feeling? Good, good. Tired, but good. We're so excited to welcome the Center College class of 2025 coming up this fall. And we have some really incredible students joining us on campus this fall. And we're so excited to get to know them even more as Center students. So it'll be really exciting. Yeah, we definitely have some gems joining us in the fall. I know there are some students I'm super excited about. I know there are some students you are, but we also have some gems joining us on the podcast today. Yes, I'm so excited. On today's episode of the Flameside podcast, we have two very special alumni joining us. CJ Donald and Emily Robbins Donald both graduated from Center College in the class of 2014. After leaving Center, CJ attended law school at Vanderbilt and then practiced law in Dallas, Texas, as well as serving on the board of directors with the Dallas Association of Young Lawyers. Emily went on to get an MBA from the UK College of Business and has worked extensively with Toyota in North America as both a senior analyst and now as a manager. I'm thrilled that they're on our podcast today um, and also even more thrilled that they have moved back to Kentucky, closer to me, (laughs) um, and now live and work in the Lexington area. These are two people that greatly enhanced my center experience, and I'm just really glad that they're here today and we get to hear from them. So welcome, CJ and Emily. Hello, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. We're happy to be here. We are so excited to have you all with us. How how have you all been these past few weeks? I know a pandemic has happened, a move has happened. How are you all? It's been great, been really a whirlwind. We moved back to Lexington uh, last August. And so it's been a really fun time kind of getting back around family and friends. And um, we're looking forward to another great summer in Kentucky. Well, I'd love to start this conversation kind of back to where you all met, (laughs) thinking about Center. I love asking this question, especially to our Center alums, but what were you all like as Center students? Academically, extracurricularly, just on campus? What was your, what do you think of as you think of college, Emily and CJ? I don't know. So it's funny. Emily would describe me as a class clown. I wouldn't necessarily (laughs) say that. I was just more of a busybody. Like, I think I did everything I could. I wanted to help in any way that I can. So um, academically, I was a government major and I didn't do any minors or anything. So I had lots of time to take extra classes. So I took lots of psych classes and economics and I took Spanish and French. I took drama classes. I took a lot of music lessons. Like I did a lot of stuff in the classroom that people that were super focused on just getting a degree wouldn't have been able to do. Outside the classroom, I really got involved with really everything. So I was the team manager for the first uh, men's lacrosse team at Center College. I worked at the Norton Center. I was a residence director for two years. Yeah, a lot of stuff. So it was was a lot of fun. CJ really did everything. I remember seeing him (laughs) at everything on campus. (laughs) I remember many times waiting to go to dinner and I would have to like stand in the front of Cowan because everybody that walked by had to talk to him. meet at a certain time and 30 minutes later we finally get to go and have dinner get so many people to talk to but I wasn't quite as maybe outgoing as CJ I'm a little quieter more reserved so I can't say that I was I literally wrote when I was looking at notes for today that CJ was the life of the party I was not the life of the party but I guess academically I 
like a lot of center students, the transition from high school into college could sometimes be a little bit of a shock. So I would say like I had a ramp up through college. Each year I found myself getting better and better and better. And by the end, felt really proud of what I had accomplished and could say that I got sort of good at being a center student. And then extracurriculars for me, I was part of the center um, orchestra all four years, which was something that I really loved and helped you know break up the week each week from the monotony of classes and studying. And then I was also a tri-belt with Warren, um, which was something that I really, really loved and enjoyed. Sorority life was not something that, you know, in high school I thought about much because I had the image in my mind of sort of um, a big state school Greek life. And one of the things I really loved about center was they made Greek life very like attainable for someone that may be a little quieter or not outgoing. So I really enjoyed that. It was very yeah. inclusive. It was yeah, very inclusive. Yeah, because you all were both members of Greek Life together too, or in different, obviously different chapters, but at the same time. That's right. No, that's right. I actually mentioned that I forgot. I left a few things that I was a tall and I actually ended up being the recruitment chair when I was a senior. And that was a lot of fun. It was a great way to end my center experience. And it's paid dividends because now I know a bunch of guys that are like four years younger than me, which is just good. I feel like listening to you all talk about your center experience, I can think of current students that are like you all, like we still have students that are so, so involved. We're like trying to talk to them about how to eliminate things off of their schedule, right? And so it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, thinking about your time at center, you know, relationships are certainly a part of so many people's center stories. I, I think that's kind of true for you all. Could you all share with us a little bit about how you all met at center? So we actually met in the library as corny Aww. as friends. I was doing a group project with one of Emily's friends and we met and the rest is history. I, I actually remember saying to myself when I met her, this is back in 2011, that I was going to marry her. Like I knew that when I actually saw her. So um, it's great that we're now doing what we said we're going to do all those years ago. But we really found Center to be a great place to kind of grow as people and also as a couple. Like the um, Danville is awesome and there's actually lots to do if you look, right? Mm-hmm. I think people have this misconception about Danville being a smaller town and there's not a lot going on, but there's always something going on. Um, Mm. I stayed on campus during the summers every year and there was always lots to do. So I I thought that the relationships with Emily, but also with other people around town Mm. and on campus, it's a great place to to make friends and and kind of grow as a person. Yeah. And we found center people everywhere. We moved to Dallas knowing no one. Um, And in our time there, multiple center students that we weren't even friends with when we were there um, moved to Dallas and would reach out or we would reach out to them and we would see online or on social media that they were moving there and we would meet up and get a drink or go to dinner. Um, so centers around all the time, even whether you're friends with them during your four years there, you somehow end up finding each other and have a really great network no matter where you end up. That's exactly right. I agree with Emily wholeheartedly. Actually, the, the last social event that we did before the pandemic kind of hit and closed things down was actually a center event. We were with people that graduated back as far back as the 70s mm-hmm. on up to like 2019. So it was a great event that we were at and it was a lot of fun, but it just proves her point, right? That center people are everywhere and they look out for each other. Yeah, that's great. I guess continuing that train of thought, I'm curious about some other really meaningful relationships that you all built at Center. Are there any like professors that really stood out to you or other students or mentors or staff members that you made during your time at Center? So 
center has a great part of the year called center term mm-hmm. where it's really a January term you take a four-week class and you have a professor teaching something that is not the normal curriculum and in my first year I took a class from Richard Trollinger mm-hmm. and Jamie Leahy and Jamie is uh, the vice president for legal affairs at the college and I knew I wanted to go to law school and so we've had a relationship since then and every so often we have a phone call we have a meeting and he's given me really good advice about getting into law school and being a lawyer. And that's been something that's been valuable for me um, in my career. And just, I think last week, I saw him actually on Sanders campus. So it was, um, that's somebody that I can always go back to. And as you mentioned, relationships I've had for years now, I developed mm-hmm. that at Sanders campus. And I think relationships with professors at Center are much more personal. You know, going mm-hmm. from Center and then I went to UK for my MBA. It's much more of an impersonal experience because there's so many more students and um, the professors have so many more people they interact with. Mm-hmm. But I even had one professor um, for a statistics class that I needed to take. I wasn't a math major. I just had one class with her. And for whatever reason, we got along really well. And she ended up giving me the name of a good friend of hers that just needed a babysitter to drive her kids to activities in the afternoon. So, I mean, I didn't think, I don't think that would ever happen. I mean, I'm sure it could at a big state school, but stuff like that is just some something that you would never expect that you can make such personal close relationships with your professors. Right. And I think a center is great because you'll have professors who you might see in the classroom every semester. Like that's very possible for people's like majors and in, in their minors. But then also you see them around town often. And you don't have to be a person that goes to office hours all the time. Candidly, I should have gone a lot more than I did. But I still somehow met professors and got to know them really around town and outside of the classroom. That's something that I loved about Danville was that it was such a tight-knit community. And Center really helps with that. Kind of keeping on this tone of relationships, I'm probably biased because I was friends with both of you at Center. But I think one of my favorite parts of the community at Center, like I feel very similar to similarly to Emily. I was a lot quieter in high school and coming in, I don't think I could have handled a bigger campus. And I feel like I came to center and just found like my people who took care of me and were around and the best people I can imagine. But for you all, what were friendships like at center? Like, how would you explain the community of relationships among students here? I had a really great experience with friendships and being able to make friendships across really wide variety of people and not just one small group that you sort of get attached to at the beginning and leave together at the end. And the, some of the best friends I made were actually freshman year being on sort of a hall with people you didn't know you were thrown in with people from every, every group, every whatever. And um, some of those girls were some that I stayed friends with through the entire time, whether we joined different sororities or got involved in different things, never lived close to each other again. We always kept in touch. I think center people are predisposed to being friendly and also helpful and they want to make the community better. And so I think no matter what your interests are, you'll find people like that. And some people that I met at center, I talk to literally every other day, whether it's via text or via phone or FaceTime or whatever. He's really staying in touch. I, I think like center was great in that a lot of people that were similar, but from different backgrounds came together for a common goal, which was to get a great education, really grow up and and become a better person, but then also do great things in the world. And so we all are kind of on the same track, no matter what the the fields are. And I feel like everybody at center was amazing and had these incredible goals. And no matter who you met, Mm -hmm. I found it like very intimidating freshman year that 
everybody seemed to be like, I'm going to be this. And they were so sure. And they seemed so smart and so intelligent. And I was like, mm. never going to make it. But really being surrounded by people like that for four years made me, my expectations of myself grow. So I had a really great thing that came out of Center too. Yeah, it, it pushes you. I mean, it really does push you. I think the best thing about being on campus for me was seeing, because I came from Memphis, Tennessee, a really good high school, but I never really knew what I wanted to do like with the law. But just seeing people that had been to law school where it got a PhD in history or politics or whatever, and had written books or made their careers into something that, like Emily said, you really could be proud of. When we were there for the 2012 VP debate and just seeing center this small campus draw all those people, you know, to center for one night was like really incredible. Maybe think about like the bigger picture in a really cool way. That's awesome. I love what you're saying about this. I felt the same way freshman year. You can meet all these people who have these like lofty goals and dreams and you're like, this is very intimidating, but then you're like, okay, I could do this too. Like, right. That's awesome. Like I would have never gone, moved to Texas and got my master's or like, I don't know, just do all these things that just very different than what I expected coming in. And it's really cool to like look up to upperclassmen when you're younger and get to know them too. But, and you all are doing incredible things now. And it's so fun to like cheer you on from afar. But um, I know both of you have found a great deal of success after graduating from center. So I was wondering if you all could tell us a little bit more about what your work is now and how that's been going um, and how you enjoy what you get to do. Yeah. So um, like you mentioned, I went straight to UK to get my MBA after I graduated from Center. And then really the week after I graduated from UK, started my first role at Toyota. Um, so at the time, their manufacturing headquarters were in Erlanger, Kentucky, right outside Cincinnati, so not too far from home. And um, I joined what they called the production planning group. So I was responsible for volume planning for the pickup trucks, which I was a psych major at Center <laughs> and then got an MBA and then was like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> but um, it was a really, really great experience. And sort of around the time I joined, they were consolidating their two headquarters. Manufacturing was in Erlinger and sales was in LA into um, one location in Plano, Texas, outside Dallas. So decided that I would make the move to Texas because of all my center friends that made me brave. So moved to Dallas in 2017. And then it's there that like my career really took off and I got some really great opportunities um, within Plano. I was on the demand and the supply side of things. At one point, um, I had responsibility for creating a sales plan for all of the series that Toyota sells here and then rose up the, up the ranks to become management. And then that helped me get last fall the opportunity to rotate to their manufacturing facility in Georgetown. Um, which is the largest one they actually have in the world, which is pretty cool. And so there, um, I'm sort of back to my roots. I'm still doing volume planning, but for the entire plant. So the Camry, Avalon, Rab hybrid, and the Lexus ES. So that's where I'm at now. Really cool. So after center, I went to Vanderbilt for law school, and I was there for three years. So if you're doing math at all, that means that in 2017, I got out, and Emily was moving to Texas in 2017. So I followed... Um, I had a job with the law firm down there and I did corporate finance work and it was, it's great. I, I love it. All day long, I negotiate deals and draft documents uh, for commercial loan transactions between some of the bigger banks um, in the country and big borrowers. So it's a lot of fun. It's always a um, high pressure situation. And then after being there for several years, we came back, as Emily mentioned, and I joined Stolkane Ogden here in Kentucky. 
I'm doing uh, much of the same thing. So it's good. I'm curious, you know, there are so many things that you take away from a liberal arts experience, but also I think just from the center experience in general, some of those are academic, some of those are those transferable soft skills, some of them are just life experiences. I'm curious about some of the ways that you all feel your experience at center has really helped you post-center, whether it's in your career or just life in general. Yeah, I think that's the biggest one. Um, for me, at least where I work, is just like you mentioned, soft skills. I feel like Center does a really good job of preparing you for that. Um, on the small campus, you're always talking to people, and then the classes make you get up and present and be able to give a organized, put together <laughs> presentation, things like that. Because um, in you know my industry, much of it is just Excel spreadsheets of numbers. But then being able to take that into a review with you know, people up above me and present it eloquently, I think has really helped me exceed my expectations for my career where I thought it could go already. <laughs> I so agree with that. I think one of the things you mentioned in there is that center makes you kind of show up to class every day because there are such small class sizes. The professors expect you to be in class and be attentive. You know, I, I'm sure that even on Zoom, they were asking for people's participation, right? So getting used to that and then realizing that, oh, wait, I have to do this in my real life as well, really prepared me for law school, um, mm. where it's much of the same, right? Center professors doing question and answer the entire you know, period. And then law school is pretty much, that's the format of it is what we call cold calling. The Socratic method is question and answer, right? So that really helped me for law school. And then I think in the business world, Center really made you know, both of us really tough. And by that, I mean, um, Center doesn't let you slack. They always want you to be on your, your best, whether it's with extracurriculars or academics. There's really a pressure there in a good way, right? To, to never give less than 100%. Um, and so I think that's something that I really took out of center and use every day. Yeah, they sort of reset where the bar was for mm -hmm. what just mm -hmm. expectations are. So when you get into the real world, your bar for what an expectation of your work product should be just ends up naturally being higher than maybe some of the yes. people around you that center. So they naturally set you up to do well wherever you go. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, one of the things that I took from my center experience was to kind of seek joy in the things that I'm doing, certainly in work, but also outside of work. And I'm curious, what, what are the things that bring you all joy? So it's funny, we've actually spent a lot of time in the last, I don't know, five years thinking about center college stuff, because we have uh, two sisters that are coming through and have just almost finished up their experience mm -hmm. at Center. Uh, one was a 2020 grad and one's going to be a 2021 grad. So we spent a lot of time with family, uh, focused on helping them get their, their next gigs. Then also, we've been doing, I don't know, a, a lot of like reading and hanging out with friends. Um, we've all been sitting inside the last few, few weeks. So we've been doing this, a lot of documentaries and Netflix shows. <laughs> Any good books or anything? I like to read as like an escape in the evening. So my favorites are, you all read a lot, the Reese Witherspoon, her book club. She releases one every month. They are so wonderful. And I look forward to them coming out every month. I have all of them. Um, they're always so good. I always leave, leave at the end of the book feeling like feeling good. I feel like she picks the best stories. 
Yep. She really does. Yeah. I, I see her selfie with the book at the beginning of every month and I'm like, well, now I have to purchase this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I would like this in two days. Yes. <laughs> CJ, I don't know how you have any time for free time when you're not, when you're reading so much pop culture all the time. I'm very impressed. Right. So, <laughs> this is funny. So Lauren's talking about a funny thing that I started it's earlier this year. Emily and I, um, as you mentioned, as a way to get away from our daily lives at work that are really stressful, we like to watch what we call trash TV. So we do a lot of like Same. bachelor stuff, um, a lot of Real Housewives, <laughs> a lot of Below Deck. Uh, Amazing. That get them all. Below Deck is <laughs> my favorite show. It's a perfect show. <laughs> oh. I'm with you. <laughs> so good and now we're getting teased with the all-star housewives cast and we can't wait to see that right yeah. right it's it's funny because i think people thinking themselves is so uptight or you know have to be like only reading like plato all the time but i've met like you know execs of like fortune 500 companies who watch roni right or people that are lost law firm partners who watch the bachelor and like that's also part of your life you know mm-hmm. um so I've developed with Emily's help a little bit of a blog and a TikTok around these like legal issues and pop culture issues. It, it's a fun thing. And then back to the center note, one of our really good friends, beginning of the pandemic, he formed this trivia group. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the smartest person I know, mm-hmm. hands down, the smartest person I know. And he has these great trivia questions and it's he always does a theme, right? So. Center kids, all of us went abroad at some point. So it's usually Strasbourg or it's Belfast or there's a London theme or whatever. And it's, it's fantastic. And then recently- It's impossible. He asked the most impossible <laughs> questions. I'm not surprised by this at all. No. <laughs> we right. Every right. time. And we're like, yes, we don't win. <laughs> we're so, you know, we, we never win. We're a team, we never win, but it's so much fun. Yeah. And then recently we started just like kind of a, I know a monthly meetup where we're talking about some podcast or a book or article we've we've read and that's with all center people too and so we tried to stay in touch with them even outside of being able to see their faces because of COVID. That's awesome. I I was just wanting to hear more about your blog and the TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) I've been loving them. (laughs) It's great you know it's uh it's something honestly that I think I got from center too was like being creative about things thinking about things relating them to your real world. I remember I had one uh, I think it was a Gov 260 class, which is international politics or something with Christopher pa- Paskowitz. And we were talking about, I think, like a political void in power. And I related it to Michael Jordan leaving the NBA for a year. And he was like, oh, this is great. A plus. You know, like, I think stuff like that, uh, center should be creative and you take that with you after you leave. So it's nice. And all the things you see on his TikTok are things that he normally just like says to me alone at dinner and I'm like you have such funny and good and bright ideas like you should be sharing them oh that's sweet she's very kind she's very kind but I love it I see when CJ pops up on my for you page I'm like this is good quality <laughs> this needs to be shared that's All amazing content, hashtag sponsored hashtag ad right <laughs> yeah for you page <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. And I love what you're saying about like reflecting back on center and just, and I think it did make me more of a creative and outgoing person. And I feel like it's like, you might as well try something. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's what life is. We're all just trying mm-hmm. to figure right. it out, but it's been fun to hear you all reflect. Like, I think I thought like, Oh, five years after college, I'm not going to be connecting stuff to my center experience. Like I'll, I'll, I thought it was like high school, like you graduate and you leave, but I find myself like still connecting things I do or like 
things, the way I act to things I learned at center, which I think is really special too. But thinking more about your time at center, I have two, I have a two part question. Do you have a favorite memory of your time on campus? And then do you have a favorite tradition that's unique to center? I'll go first because I don't want him to take it. Mine is both. (laughs) CJ and I, for our first date, we went to Dairy Queen to get blizzards in Danville. That was the very first thing we did. But that became a tradition. So when we've had, I don't know if it's a tradition, a good day, a bad day, an okay day. <laughs> Sometimes we like to go get blizzards to talk and just drive around in the car together. And he even recreated that first date on the day he proposed. We got blizzards, blah, blah, blah that led up to him proposing. So that's my favorite memory that's now become a tradition in our relationship. That's so cute. Oh, well, she, she took the best one, right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. So I guess I'll do a two-parter here as well. As far as the memories I have of Center, the best is like Friday afternoon in the mm. fall or in the spring when the weather's really good and everyone's like on campus and they're like, sports aren't really going on at the time. And everyone's like playing cornhole on break beach or sitting out on the porches of the fraternity sorority houses. Like that's honestly like my favorite part about center. I was on campus the other day for a senior event. And I just drove down Greek road just to see people sitting out. And I didn't go up to them or be anything like that, be creepy, but it was really great to see them still hanging out on the porch, just, you know, just to hang out. I was also a big flame runner. I, I love the flame. <laughs> I know this is probably uh, bad for the parents listening to this podcast, but uh, that was fun. <laughs> Loved it. Joined anybody that was actively doing yeah, it. Yeah, I have a very distinct memory of him doing it on Halloween with just a Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was very supportive of my friends. Even before my friends. I was supportive right. of them as well. Right. That's amazing. Um, and then what, one memory, I guess a, a recent memory maybe, that's also a center thing, was that we had a fairly small wedding by modern standards, I think. But at the end of the night, we we invited like our closest friends and uh, people who went abroad with to our wedding. At the end of the night, we're all sitting around as if we were in the Cowan dining hall. Which mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows the term at Center Cowan sit. From what I understand, that's something that's been around for like twenty years now. But to do a Cowan sit is to sit at the dining hall table talking about anything and everything until they kick you out, literally. And we did this on our mm-hmm. wedding night. It was it was great. It was really great to have our like the generations come together at this time. There were like older center grads and then there's like the current center students that were our family that were there. It was really awesome, so. And I think it speaks to how awesome center is and the culture there that President Roush and his wife came to our wedding. We sent them an invite just as a, you know, just info sharing, you know, we really, really loved them Mm -hmm. we were there. and they RSVP'd yes. And I remember, you know, my parents were collecting the RSVPs in Lexington. They were the first one. And they were one of the first ones. And my mom called me and she was like, do you think they checked the wrong box? I was like, I don't <laughs> Right. Um, and they came and they danced. And I think that really speaks to how great and how close-knit the center community is that they would come to just some alumni that were, right. you know, five years out wedding. Right. Right. That's so sweet. I remember seeing those pictures and I was like, of course they're at CJ and Emily's wedding. That's amazing. But that's, I love what you're saying about the Cowan sitting. I think that's awesome. I mean, if I could have that five years from now, that's amazing. But I think a really important question, and I didn't include this in the questions I sent you. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so they're going to go out left field. But I loved that this is a question we got asked when we were seniors. And um, we got to go to an event at 
President Roush's home and it's called Dessert with the Roushes. And they have one for seniors now with our new president, which is what CJ got to go to a couple weeks ago. Um, but they asked two questions. It was, what's one thing about center that you would never want to change? And then kind of what's your hope for center to change in the future? And so I would, I know both of you are very invested in center and you've been involved and you know what's going on. So I just like to ask you all as alumni, you know, what is one thing about center you hope stays the same? And then once you're I don't know. What's your hope for things to change for the positive in the future? What do you see center like in five years, I guess? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start with the, the uh, improvement first. I think the area for improvement for all colleges, not just center, is just the affordability piece. Mm-hmm. I know that um, probably under the current, you know, um, cost, I could not have afforded center. And I did get substantial scholarship help to go, but still, still paying for center to be candid uh, every month. But I think that's something that I'm a little bit worried about for people. But at the same time, I do think that center is worth every dime um, mm-hmm. that you pay. As far as the thing that I would never want center to change is that it's a residential college. Mm-hmm. I know there are lots of people who might be um, after the pandemic, especially arguing for more of an online system or more of a hybrid system. But I really do think that the four year living in the dorms and not just off, not living near campus or on campus, but living in the dorms with other people um, is an experience that you're not gonna ever be able to recreate. And it's something that I hope never changes you know, to the point even that I hope that center continues when they send students abroad to continue to house them together in apartments, mm-hmm. right? getting that residential experience where you're learning to live with people, learning to be around people who are different than you and really growing up because you're on your own. I think something that I hope would stay the same is, you know, we've been back, my sister sister graduated um, last year from center and his sister is graduating this year from center. So we've gotten to sort of watch over the past four or five years, mm-hmm. you know, the new buildings go up and the new athletics um, being put together. So I would just hope that center sort of stays humble as it was when we were there and it does not about building the new and better buildings mm-hmm. to get more students and it remembers sort of its roots because I think that small community feeling is a huge part mm-hmm. of what makes center center right mm-hmm. and then for something that I would improve I know there's been a lot of effort on it um since we've left which was already you know six seven years ago but I think just continuing to work on diversity center I think that's difficult just for them based on their maybe geographical location and student size to to pull from different regions and groups to get them to come to a small town in Kentucky but I think that's something they should continue working on to get better going forward so people that come to center over the four years they can get a really great opportunity to interact with people from all different uh, Mm -hmm. walks of life Mm -hmm. those are great yeah those are great I was going to say those were things I would say too, but also um, adding Diet Coke to campus was always my thing. That I, always, <laughs> I know Emily and I've talked about this a lot as a student. So, I should yeah. get you today as a Diet Coke and prayer, right? Yeah, for real. We're band aided together right now. <laughs> Yeah, if we could have Diet Coke, I think would be, you know, it's on my five-year plan, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. She's plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> successful, we'll do like an endowment just for Diet Coke. <laughs> the Diet Coke endowment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's one fountain in the canvas. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, if you all ever want Diet Coke and you're on campus, you can come to our building. There's mm-hmm. always Diet Coke in our fridge, so. Oh, this is a good point. I remember this now because so I was an, I was an admissions intern for the junior senior year, 
And I remember this. Because you all had Sprite, you all had Diet Coke. It was, it was the best. We have it all. We have LaCroix. We have it all. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. Building. <laughs> yeah, we really upgraded. Got yeah. lot, all the sparkling waters you could ever imagine. Oh. That's great. That's great. Just come visit. We'll we'll hang out. We'll have some, yeah, some okay. drinks. We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. be good. Well, I'm curious. You all have, I feel like, shared a good deal of wisdom. And I think lots of folks will be able to glean things from what you've said. But maybe asking directly, what advice would you all have for either a current center student or someone who is an entering first year at center? I think something that I struggled with at center was being, we sort of touched on this a little bit, but surrounded by people that very obviously knew exactly what they wanted to do. And I didn't. And sometimes that was very intimidating. So I graduated and got an MBA and still didn't really know what I wanted to do, wanted to do. And CJ was, you know, since the moment I met him, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to law school. And I was like, I don't really know, but it, it ended up working out. So my advice would be patience and it's okay. I feel like it was hard to find people that were in a similar situation as me, still sort of curious and wondering where they wanted to be. And even still, even when I graduated from grad school, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. So instead I focused my search, not on necessarily what I wanted to do, but really great companies. Cause I knew if I got into mm-hmm. a really good company, having that on my resume would help me once I sort of settled in what I wanted to do move to that next step. So I think, yeah, my biggest piece of advice is patience. It all works out, um, especially early on. Say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, find people that you think you might even have a little bit of interest in and ask them to go to coffee or send them an email, ask them to talk on the phone with you, especially other center alumni. Look at other center alumni if they are doing something that you're interested in. Reach out to them because um, I know CJ has people that reach out to him to chat. I have people that reach out to me and we're always happy to Always. I think my advice would be to a prospective student or a current student, it's really twofold. It's one, be really aggressive about what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. so you mentioned ways to do that, right? You can reach out to center alums if you're comfortable doing that. I know the alumni office specifically helped me when I was in law school, they gave me a list of all the lawyers in Dallas. And I literally emailed every single one of them that had an email address. And I mean, a good deal of them responded pretty quickly for meeting. So I would say be aggressive about what you want to do and reach out for help to anybody that is center affiliated. That's the first thing. But I also say be aggressive about who you want to be. And what I mean by that is think about what you want your life to be like and what kind of person that you really want to be and be intentional, right? I think something I always keep in my head is Sarah Scott, who at the time was the director of residence life, she said, always leave a place better than you found it. And that's something that I think about it every single day, right? If I'm at work and I see a piece of paper on the floor, I try to pick it up, right? If there's someone struggling with the door, even if I'm like 20 yards behind them, I really try to make sure that I'm being intentional about leaving places and people better than I found them. And I think center folks do that on the whole, right? But I think if you're a projective student and you're listening to this, you should know what you're getting into, right? You're getting into a community of people that are trying mm-hmm. every day to do a little bit better than they did the day before. And you should continue to do that. Yep. And then a piece of advice I just recently learned from trying to flex that muscle is as a sort of soft-spoken female in a male-dominated automotive industry, I have never really just spoken up about maybe exactly what I wanted with my career and just because of my performance or work ethic have ended up being successful. 
but we recently got a new vice president at the plant in Georgetown, who's a woman. And she scheduled like 30 minute just intros with everybody um, to introduce herself, blah, blah, blah. And she just very matter of factly asked me, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to work for you. <laughs> um, and she was like, where do you want to be in your career? What do you want to do? Is there a department you're interested in? Mm. And, and she saw on my resume that I was a psychology major. And she just said, well, why aren't you in HR? <laughs> and I said, well, actually, HR is something that I'm interested in because of that psychology background as a group I would love to rotate through. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, well, you have to tell people what you want. Because if we hadn't had this conversation, I would have never known. And she, her, you know, umbrella falls over HR as well. So of all the people to tell, she would be the one to help you. And just a couple of days later, one of the other executives in HR emailed me about something else and dropped a note at the bottom that said, I hear you're interested in HR, schedule some time on my calendar so we can get to know each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So say what you want. I always thought that I was imposing by not Mm -hmm. being grateful for where I am, but you're never going to get where you want to go if you're not honest um, with the people around you because they want to help you. Oh, I love that. I think that's advice that I need to hear. So, so I think anyone listening is going to take so much from that. So, so thank you. I'm always just so, I don't know, when I talk to center people, I love how so much of what people return to is how can I be better? How can I leave this world a better place? Like over and over again, that's kind of what center people always come back to. And it just warms my heart to think that we are a part of this community that thinks thoughtfully about how we can improve the world. And we're always thinking about others and always thinking about these communities that we exist in. And so, so thank you all for sharing that. Yeah, I feel like that too. And I think I love hearing your stories of how you're making your communities better through the work you're doing. Cause I think when I came to college, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I have to be either like a teacher or like something. And not, I mean, teachers are fabulous. I just, I don't have the patience to be a teacher, but I was like, I need to work in this field where I'm directly talking to people every single day or doing some kind of service. And it's like, you can serve people through any field that you go into. And I think center really prepares us for that. And it's just, you know, how you treat people and you two are two of the kindest, warmest people I know. So I'm sure you do that every single day, but that's really cool. It's cool to hear that and remember that too, and kind of have that reminder, but well, this has been so fun, but we have one last question. This one is the hardest one, but I sent it to you before. So hopefully you've had time to prepare. Um, so we end all of our podcasts with this question and it's, I know it's a big one, but if you could describe center in one word, what would that word be and why? So I'd say special. I think center is a really special place. And I talked to a lot of people about their colleges and their college experiences, but center is, especially at the time we are right now in the world, it's, mm-hmm. it's a special place. And you're not going to find many places like that. I wrote down timeless because of things we touched on and we sort of watched our sisters go to center. And you're even mentioning there are people there that are very similar to how we were when we were there. I just feel like it's such a don't want to say bubble in a negative conversation, but such a wonderful bubble of people mm-hmm. that just meshes the best people together in the best way. And will always do that and remain and remain timeless. I love that. That was, a, those were both great words and none we've heard so far. So very yeah. unique. <laughs> Good job. But I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us today and reflect on your center experience. You all were our first alumni feature. So you did a fabulous job and it was just really fun to reflect on your center experience. And I love what Adriana was saying that like 
there is like a special bond that you share as a center alum and um, just getting to look back on how it's changed us and how it changes our perception of what we want to be in the future. And I think this is a really cool thing to share. And it was just really, it was fun to hear more of your stories and hear about what you all are up to now. So thank you. I know you're very busy. So thank you for taking the time to do this. No, no, thank you. We were honored to even be asked. Yes, it was really an honor. And if we ever can help anyone that's listening to this, we're happy to chat or give advice or encouragement. Always. Absolutely. We Always. love Center. We have back-to-back graduations this year, each of our sisters. Oh, uh, so yeah. We're excited to be back on campus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Two big weekends. I know. I haven't had plans two weekends in a row in over a year. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Well, we will hopefully see you all around when you are at these graduations. But in the meantime, I guess we'll say goodbye, friends. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.